Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to the Arizona Schnoodle Walks. It's been a while. It's Saturday morning, August 18th. And uh, it's 8.15 in the morning. 88 degrees. 43% humidity. Which gives us a dew point temperature of 62. I thought it would be higher than that. But it's pretty, pretty humid, damp. Not super comfortable here. The sun is already up in the sky and blaring down on us. And uh, I don't have anything burning issues to discuss. But I just, it's been a, been a while and I just, I haven't walked but I was traveling a bit this week. And Saturday I just feel a little more relaxed. And uh, things are starting to cook up, which is probably natural after I make some contacts and get some things going. So, um, yeah, I'm getting busier and got stuff to do. So, uh, yeah, I, I guess the contrast, I went to one company that's building like 15, 20-year-old products and then visited uh, a couple hours later I drove across L.A., which is no fun. At least the GPS tells you it's going to be a long time and it's fairly accurate. I got to SpaceX to talk to somebody about some circuit cards. Um, a small portion of the business, right? Just, uh, but it's all needed to put the system together. So you got launch vehicles, rockets, Van Hal Von Braun, which I learned I was spelling Werner's name wrong. It's, it's W-E-R-N and then H-E-R not just E-E-R, you gotta have that H in there, which I'm sure in German would be Van Haar, Van Haar von Braun. So there you go, the rocket man, the original rocket man. <laughs> so that he's got the main conference room in the uh, visitor's lobby of SpaceX, Van Haar von Braun. And it's the brainchild of Elon Musk who who set the vision, you know, and which is interesting, right? For leadership, you set the vision, but and we just hope it all works out. There's a lot of uh, moving pieces happening, so it's kind of an interesting insight for me, having uh, worked in aerospace for a long time, and then <laughs> talking to a gentleman who's busy, in a hurry, doesn't have much time for anything, right? Because the tempo and the pace, when I, he gave me a quick tour, the tempo and the pace is so high that it's just uh, incredible. Like there's people running around. At, you know, I don't even know if they have, they probably have some cubes where you can sit down and do some work, but it just seemed like there was a huge buzz going on trying to get stuff done. And I think they're going to try to launch 30, do 30 launches this year. I don't know. It's just, there's a beehive of activity doing that and the end goal is cool it's like internet across the globe right so um this podcast it's it's he's actually elon musk is supporting this podcast <laughs> and all podcasts all listeners so then anybody anywhere can hear about buddy the walk hey bud did you know that the schnoodle walks you you're gonna go global bud well, by the time that happens, we'll see what's happening with the podcast. 
but the communication it's good but there's a, then then it also gets into the philosophy of like what messages are we listening to and you know what like i i woke up this morning and i i haven't really paid i haven't had time to like look at twitter or things but i follow certain people on twitter right so then i'm influenced by whatever messages come in just by the people i choose to follow so then i'm my if you follow people that support you know are of your opinion then you just reinforce your opinions which is which is all right i tend to follow people that i don't agree with just because i like to me it's a sport um because i have such a argumentative nature and i just i take a contrarian view to most everything um that i follow people that i don't agree with just to see what they say and then give them a smart ass remark just to keep it lively right <laughs> and they call that trolling people and i just call it entertainment so really i mean twitter has information exchange so you can news travels or whatever news is right it's just information and do we need to know all this stuff i don't know it's uh the the being connected and having access to all this information is interesting but it's also can be depressing not only depressing but just consume your mental energy so what what mental energy do we have left over for other things and i'd like to be productive whatever productivity is i mean i there's certain things that have to get done and uh constraints so now i see another guy walking down the sidewalk and he's talking but he's more than likely having a phone conversation i don't think he's he's not doing a podcast Or maybe he is. The Chinese are more yes, I'm I'm tapping into somebody else's podcast. Maybe he is podcasting. <laughs> the Walking in Arizona podcast. Gazillions. Every there's 7 billion. It's easy to have 7 billion podcasts now because everyone will be able to use Anchor FM app and just podcast. So there you go. There's going to be it's 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 probably going to be more advanced than twitter see so this podcast is not limited to 140 characters <laughs> it's limited to one character it's me well maybe two characters buddy buddy's the other character and whatever other character we stumble across during our walk so that'll be our limitation of characters and uh so there you go yeah there's somebody behind the bush bud they're working on a transformer or something electrical connections keeping uh keeping everything connected it might even be phone like landlines so landlines going away um all, every there's disruptive technology out there which SpaceX is implementing and they're just going full steam ahead they're not asking permission from anybody they're uh they're just doing it you know they're off running and doing their thing now they're supporting nasa with 
I guess it's a falcon something, dragon, no, dragon, there's the rockets falcon, you know, and here, the guy I'm talking to is like, lives, eat, drinks, sleeps, SpaceX, which is fine, and uh, so I need to Google it or look on the website, but essentially, we just need to, they need stuff manufactured, manufacturing, uh, so there's a, there's a real interesting challenge there in manufacturing because you've got ideas, engineers with ideas, and they, uh, they draw things up on the drawing board and they make all kinds of assumptions about how things are manufactured or if they're even manufacturable. And then they kind of, the, the traditional saying is they toss the drawing over the, over the wall to the manufacturing people and say, hey, make this, make this. So that's, that's still happening. And it happens in probably all kinds of industries. And, uh, and that's what happens, manufacturing. And all those little parts are important. They all make part of the whole. And they're talking about LEO, L-E-O, which is low earth orbit. So, uh, and I guess there's another company called Blue Horizons by Bezos and his Amazon guys. So we got some competing people getting ready to launch low Earth orbit satellites to bring the internet and communications to all parts of the world. And uh, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. And in many ways, it's uh, a spiritual thing too. Bud, where are we going? You sure you want to come over here? I know it's shady. Is that where you want to be in the shade? Yeah, it's much cooler over here. So we got uh, cover the globe with low Earth orbit, LEO satellites. Probably in the next, I don't know, three to five years, start spreading. And we'll have all the marketing and smiling faces, how we're all connected. It's good. It's not bad. And uh, I don't know. I, I think it is what it is. I mean, it's technology. That's good. Come on, bud. There's a dog behind the fence, but he's not coming out to play. So he's not going to play with you, bud. He's just going to be stuck behind his gate. So we're walking in the sun, and it's blue sky, the sun is blaring down on us. Um, what else? What else? I worked, I went and I got a chance to work out and lift some weights, working on building that lean muscle so that I can burn more calories during the day and lose some, some belly fat. So I used to think like, well, I got a little bit of belly fat. I got to do crunches and sit-ups and all that stuff. But they're telling me, and it seems to be working. You're like, no, you got to do bench pressing, curls, um, strength 
training to build up those other muscles so that you burn off the fat. And uh, I really haven't done a lot of planks, core work, but I am losing some belly fat, so that's good. It's working. It's working. Keep it up. Personal training, coaching. It's, uh, you know, especially as we get older, we're kind of maybe recognize that we don't know everything. So, yeah. And then it's helpful to get people that really know, like whether it's working out or how to write a book. Shout out to book coaches everywhere, writing coaches, so that we can get messages out. I guess they're kind of like SpaceX, right? Let's let's uh, let me do some of my f fantasy thinking. <laughs> let's elevate writing coaches to the level of Elon Musk. And I would say in many ways they're even more important than Elon Musk because Elon is one guy. He's got a couple ideas, electric cars, which eh, it's okay. But the space thing, we, I was talking to a business guy yesterday about Musk and the, the businesses. So Tesla to me on the cars is interesting. It's kind of cool. But he's really competing against Toyota, Honda, General Motors, Ford, BMW, Volkswagen, Mercedes-Benz. These companies have been around 100 years, and they all know what drivers want. So electric cars was a great idea when fuel prices were much higher, and they may come back. But the, 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 and, and Musk is probably pursuing driverless cars too. But that's really where it's at. Because we don't really need to be driving. We just need to have that service. And that's the disruptive change on car driving. And so Musk's in a field uh, that's uh, is quite a, quite a challenge. And I think, I can't tell if that was a Genesis by Hyundai another South Korean car company, or if that was a Tesla S-Type. I think it was a Hyundai Genesis. But so cars, there's just millions of them. They're on the ground, driving around. Tough competition. But now, now when you talk about low Earth orbit, SpaceX, that's, he's cutting. He's the leader, his first mover, so to speak. I think Blue Origin is trying to catch up. But... He's in a dominant position, so that should be very successful and go full steam ahead. What else has he got? The boring technology thing, the drilling holes and hyperloops and stuff. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Again, moving people from A to B. So he's got both ends covered. He's got the internet covered, global communications, and then physically moving people. So... And then he, he sets the vision, the idea, and then there's a gazillion 20-year-old MIT grads, Stanford grads, enthusiastic engineers, which is great. And uh, they're, they're working their butt off for this stuff, which is, you know, they got a lot of energy, so that's cool. And there's probably gonna be a payoff for them, who knows. And I'm sure they're they're confident in their payoff and that, you know, they're exchanging their brain power, time for money. So, um, and 
the nice thing about the vision is SpaceX and it just feels good, right? Like, well, okay, we're gonna set up low earth orbits and we're gonna have um, internet all over the place. It's gonna be great for everybody, right? But it's gonna happen, it'll show up and none of it, you know, it's hard. We're just not a very uh, conscious, grateful people, really. There's always something to complain about, right? So, like, you know, the roads got to be fixed, the car, I mean, we had cars for 100 years, and they've gotten really good, for the most part, reliable and so forth. And uh, so that's technology advances. So, Bud, you want to go cut through here? Let's see. Let's go out here. A little different route today, but let's try to cut it short because it's hot. And uh, what else? Uh, so we'll see how that goes. It's Saturday. I don't want to think about work too much, so what else do I want to think about? The riding, why is the riding coach up there with Elon? Well, we all have a vision. We all have a kind of a message, something that uh, life experiences kind of burns in our hearts that we can share with the world and give another nuance to people and uh, interestingly enough I'll diverge so there was a movie called the uh, the Prince of Tides I never had watched it it was from 1991 but it was uh, Barbara Streisand and it's uh, based on a book that Robert Redford bought the rights to but apparently Barbara Streisand was so motivated to make this into a movie that Robert Redford let her buy the rights from her. So she made the movie, she starred in the movie. Um, and it's personal family tragedies that impact us psychologically throughout our lives and kind of mess us up. And, you know, there's, it describes it, it shows it. It's a writing, it's writing, it's a, it's a message. It's, you know, it might even be based on a true story, you know, and it's just how when we're children, our parents have such huge influence on us. And the, the mother's decision at one point had a huge impact on the kids. And, uh, um, and that's kind of like the, the storyline without going into details. So it's a, a reminder. I think a lot of us all, come, well, probably not a lot, I think every one of us relate because we do have brokenness. That's the nature of mankind is brokenness. And we can either deny it or face it and say, yeah, I've got brokenness. I have bad experiences. And how are we going to respond to it? And that's some of it is the Christ-like Jesus who says, forgive them for they know not what they do. And, you know, knowing not what to do is a a big deal. I mean, it has all kinds of shades to it. You want to take a rest, bud? It's you're like dying out here, aren't you, bud? Let's take a break. So, bud, we'll we'll keep this a short walk, but you need to rest, huh? And uh, so it's August 18th. We probably have three to four more weeks of of uh, heat, and then we'll be into September, and we'll get some better cooling 
But it stays pretty warm, especially when the sun's up during this time. So yeah, we live in a broken world and we each have our brokenness. So we can either, it's buried deep inside of us. We have, I mean, I was watching the movie reminded like some of the unpleasant things of growing up for me and that questioning, but it shapes me in a lot of ways of why do I challenge and question everything? Cause that's kind of from, from day one in my family. I had to like, I'm the youngest. So I'm like looking up at everybody else going like, what? What's going on? What? Why do you do that? <laughs> and and we all are in denial, and so nobody explains anything. And you know, it's it's a it's a distribution curve, right? Some families have high emotional intelligence and nurturing, and some families are are in there, you know, and other families aren't. And unfortunately, like then then you grow up, and then you see other families are healthier, and that's just that's just the way it is. It's not black and white. It's not like, okay, you can choose. Our family is like emotionally intelligent. Everybody's loving and kind and demonstrating the fruits of the the Holy Spirit. Love, peace, patience, gentleness, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, self-control. It's just, we're not, there's a spectrum. There's a distribution curve and some are outliers. And then to those of us on the the, uh, negative end of the spectrum, we kind of get, upset when those on the positive side of the spectrum are like well what's wrong with you you know you might you know you just need to change and then boom you'll be healthy emotionally secure and it's like there's the healthy people that are towards that end and and they have some issues probably but maybe not as severe and then there's others with more severe issues and challenges and negative experiences. So there's a whole spectrum. And we tend to stand in our own position. I speak from experience. You stand in your own. And then you look at left or right, you know. And it's like, and instead of like, okay, I, see, I recognize where I'm at on the spectrum. Can I move towards a positive direction or not? And... I'm not, you know, and not, you know, we'd love to just shoot all the way to the greatness, to the, the goodness, to the, the awesome position. And we compare ourselves to other people and, and compare ourselves to other situations. So that's takes a while probably in life. And I don't know if I had ever reached this point of acknowledging that's a problem for me or for, you know, I don't know. It's, that's a self-awareness thing. And, and as, as I think about it, I'm like embarrassed sometimes. I'm like, well, why didn't I recognize this 30 years ago? And, but we don't, you know, and that's where I, I think my friend who talked about the sacred wounds, these wounds that happen, these emotional things that, uh, eventually wake us up to some point of understanding which makes me or my brain then goes to Twitter and arguing with people I don't know if I really argue because it's not it's not really an argument it's just being a smart ass you know it's like I read something and I'm like I think it's stupid so I just tweet something and just that's my family you know you just have it come back and just say something stirs the pot so to speak 
But yeah, there we are. There we are. And uh, we're in the shade now, and there is a breeze, and it doesn't feel too bad. Bud's kind of chilling. He's up now. He's now he's he feels well enough to look for a rabbit or something. And now he's kind of like maybe I should go over here and chase this thing. Oh, it's a little beetle. Hey, bud. No, you don't want to eat the beetle. I guess he's he's up and ready to go. You ready to go, bud? Yeah. So he had a little rest. And now I had to go back out in the sun. Now let's let's try to find some shade if we can. It's hard right now. And uh, so that's the distribution curve again. So writing, yeah. So we all have messages, and we have them in our head. And by writing them and getting them out, it helps ourselves, number one. And it may help somebody else. So with 7 billion people on the planet, there's people that resonate have similar experiences or can relate and then there's others that can't right so it is sort of related to twitter because i've got people i don't know where these people are from right so i just make a quick judgment assuming they they should be on a distribution curve close to me but they're probably on a distribution curve way far away and the distribution curves are you know like how close is slavery to me and racial tensions is so far from me like i'm on a spectrum of like i really don't care and i don't see any impact it doesn't affect my life from what i can tell or you know if there's affirmative action that's maybe gone against me i don't recognize it because i just don't i mean i just don't think about it and i don't think it's healthy like i could i could probably imagine a scenario where like well maybe i didn't get a promotion or something because i didn't fit a racial profile or something i don't even think about it you know i mean i i just but and i don't think about the opposite one too of like right now there's this people like social justice stuff they feel like they're they don't have any power because of their race and that there's this dominant group that's holding them back. And I, for me personally, I don't see it. My distribution curve is like, no, I mean, I mean, I, people are people. If you, if you have a skill, whether you're a doctor, um, I mean, a, a black man did surgery on my wife's back. I didn't think a minute about it and go, oh, well, I'm not going to have a black man do surgery on my my wife's back i just made the assumption the dude's smart he went to school spoke to me intelligently as far as i could tell i mean he's way smarter about this stuff than i am and i don't have a problem with that i don't think like oh well he's privileged because he's a doctor or a black doc i don't know i just it's just like life's a mystery in a way so the dude probably had a great family i don't know maybe he overcame a bad family i just don't it's not it's for me to just interact with him for one day not even a full day it was just like a couple hours he did his job he's great at it and it seemed to work you know i just trust it and we'll you know we'll find out it seems to be fine 
I don't, I said, why do I have to think about whether he's black or not? I don't, you know? It's weird to me. So I can't, I don't understand why we can't get over that. But then maybe that, you know, this is the, the distribution curve. I'm out in Arizona and I don't live in Georgia or South Carolina where families have been kind of, they haven't broken out of their, their territory. And uh, coincidentally, I was talking to another black guy at LA Fitness Gym Club yesterday and he, he's worked in Illinois in the Chicago area and then he went to Bloomington in Indiana, or no, Bloomington, Illinois which is like out in the sticks. It's a different culture. So we had, you know, he was talking about the culture and then talked about Los Angeles because he worked in uh, Woodland Hills where I was just at the club he used to work at. So the guy, I'm just having a conversation with him, you know. He's got an interesting background. Marine Corps dude. Just talk to him. I don't know. Just, you know, he, it's just whatever it is, man. And uh, it's cultural stuff, right? So if you're Bloomington, Illinois, or Georgia, or something, you get you get indoctrinated with your local culture. And I guess the one of the other nice things about travel and you know how fluid people are these days is we we do get mixed up. We get it mixed up. And for me, I was I tried to fit into the German culture for five years. Not I didn't stress out over it. I just like was humbled with humility and just said, well, I, this is not my country and I like everything's done in German around here. And I'm like, okay, well, it's up to me to figure it out. It's up to me to adapt. This country of 80 million people is not going to adapt to my wishes. So that's the moving, getting out of your comfort zone. And the U.S. has so much commonality across its, uh, the country because we're so new, relatively new, 200 years, or a little bit more. But uh, yeah, because it's a pretty amazing, folks, if you think about it. In 1776, there was only 3 million people in the what we call the United States now, at least white European, they're not including Indians, but I don't think there was, I don't think there was many more than 3 million Indians, and now we're like 300, a 100-fold increase and spread from sea to shining sea and so much history has gone on it's a big country so there's heather and the two schnauzers but they're on a mission so i probably won't talk to her and uh yeah there go the big giant schnauzers. And uh, so the, the, uh, the cultural things, the adaption, I never, and the German thing, I don't think I'd ever would have fit in 100%, right? So, I mean, I know they have Ausländer, which is foreigners there. And, I mean, I was never treated disrespectfully or anything. I just don't think I ever fully would have been uh, felt at home there in a way. A lot of it is, you know, because there'd probably be some kind of like limiting thing or less freedom than than what we might think in the U.S. I mean, they, they certainly have freedom there. It's just 
a little different. So, and certainly there's a ton of great stuff about their workplace environment. I just, I just love the six weeks vacation. It's just, I'm just amazed at how America is so screwed up on that. Of course, some people are doing these uh, eight, um, eight not nine eights or something, nine nines or something. I don't know what they call it, but they work. They get every other Friday off, so that's 26 Fridays in a year. So there, there you go. There's five weeks of vacation dispersed on weekends over the year. So that's a little better, but I've never experienced that. And more than likely the German way is, European way is better with flat out six weeks vacation where you can just really get away from things. But then again, the USA has opportunities to be self-employed and typically self-employed means you, you never have any time off. But the theory is you eventually build something where you're, uh, you've built your own income stream to sustain yourself. And then you have a lot more freedom to do other things. So there you go. Trucks are rolling in on Saturday morning. They must be hustling to finish up some houses. So we're kind of in a boom economically right now, which is a good thing. And uh, we'll see how long we can keep that rolling. It would be awesome if we kept the economic boom going. And it does make me think that, uh, you know, this internet, of SpaceX or Blue Origin, whoever's going to do these internet across the globe will just increase lifestyles, increase demand and growth, right? So this, there goes another truck, this uh, abundance mentality, growing pie, the growing pie is probably going to be sweet. It's going to be great for a lot of people. So, and there's so many angles, so many things. So it does make sense to um, follow God. And, and uh, I don't think I've expressed this thought, but there's a lot of these, all these like things on Facebook and LinkedIn about how to, the five things you need to do to be successful. Or, you know, this is, uh, this, you got to do these eight things every day in the morning or, um, keys to success or, you know, three things you got to do here and all this jazz, right? So they, they're, that's like the latest blog or um, enticement to open up an article is you, you want to have uh, a number, like three things, blah, blah, blah. And then when you open it, you want to be able to like scroll down and see one, two, three. Because People, people feel comfortable with that format, and it's, uh, 
it's the one, two, three, and it's just subconscious. I mean, people, I'm sure it's a strategy and I'm sure people have figured out, they just know from if you make a number, like whether it's six things, da, 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 and eight things, and da, 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 and 13, da, 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 or three, da, 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 da. And it's just a formula to get clicks and openings and you make a promise and then we all hope you deliver, right? And the, the, the promise is, oh, I'll read these three, eight, 13 things and change my life, right? And we get sucked into that. It's, it's enticing, right? And then there's the, on the flip side of that, there's like these, these theories or these commentaries like, well, your wealth is going to be based on the average of the five people that you know, right? So for the greedy people out there, then it's kind of like they hear that and they'll go like, oh, shit, really? Man, I got to dump these friends and find more wealthy friends so that they have. <laughs> and what is wealthy anyways, too, right? It's just a bunch of a dollar sign, right? So you got to be friends with the... The people that have what a net worth of like 10 million dollars and then if you have five friends with a net worth of of uh, ranging from five to ten that you should have a net worth of seven million or something um, and you know is that a observation it's not it's like is it a causation or just a correlation right so i guess causation means if you can make if you can get your five closest friends then you can do that and do the that or is it just a correlation that it just happens in our economic environment that we can only afford to do certain things that we uh, end up hanging out with people in our economic demographic so not sure about that but what most of these things are all worldly i would say they have they they want to have like some of the people that propose these things have a spiritual side to them or they want to you know they have good intentions in the spiritual realm so to speak but i haven't heard anyone suggest this which i'm about to do now so hang on to your seats folks um and that is the great relationship so i'm I haven't heard anyone use this phrase yet, but that doesn't mean it hasn't been used. But it's the great relationship with God, right? So my thing is, sure, okay. Who are your closest, your five closest friends? <laughs> and take the average of their wealth. So in spiritually, I'd say, well, God better be one of those five, right? And so his wealth is everything. So then it just kind of blows the whole theory apart, right? And that's kind of a framework too. Like people, the other big buzzword I love is frameworks. So there's so much frameworking going on. Once you say, is this person talking in frameworks? Which means they make a boundary around things. And so they put a boundary and then they ignore all the other data because it's much easier to make an argument if you just define the population of data, right? And 
a lot of times these populations of data, like the one that really ticks me off is uh, white evangelicals, right? Like as if, as if those people all have this, it's such a broad framework that it's meaningless really, but people speak in terms as if it's so significant. And then what it leads to is judgmental decision-making like, oh, well, you're in that category. You are a white evangelical. Well, for one thing, I'm definitely white. You can look at my skin or whatever, my 23 and me and my chromosomes and declare that I'm white. But can you really declare whether I'm an evangelical? I sort, I'm not Roman Catholic. I'm, but then again, I'm thinking maybe I'm confused. Maybe I am Roman Catholic to some extent. So defining individuals and frameworks is just really tweezes my bumpus, right? Because it's just, and this is where it gets back to the individual and podcast listener. You are one person out of 7 billion like I am. And we want to transform ourselves and that comes from a great relationship, right? So let's get our great relationship in our top five relationships. Let's get that going. Then you've got an argument for the Facebook, LinkedIn articles that say, you know, your success is dependent on your closest five friends. So get rid of negative people in your life and all this crap. Well, God can overcome all the negative people in your life. So even if you have God, number one, or number three, whatever you want to call it, it's five relationships. Order doesn't matter. I'm not saying a priority, right? I'm such a freaking contrarian. Hey, Doug, good morning. A few more weeks, man. We're almost there. Oh, 109. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Doug's done. 109. So, uh, yeah, so maybe one of your five people closest to you is a negative person. But so what? I mean, I, you know, a lot of these people like promote, they do videos, they're like, get the negative people out of your life. Well, is that loving? Is negative people a distribution curve? Yes. I mean, there's like really negative people and then there's just generally negative people. So, and if you have God, if you have the great relationship, he's uh, infinitely positive and better and can average out even the most negative person in your life. So that's my contrarian commentary on the five people in your life. Get God in your life and and I mean really get God in your life. I don't mean go to church. I don't mean listen to some pastor, Yahoo, that went to seminary who thinks he knows it all. I mean, and is going to tell you what the Greek word and the, the Hebrew word is because that's just ain't important, folks. It's nice information. But the key message is that God is a living God. And Buddy is a dog and he's panting and we're almost home. And he created life, trees, palm trees, sky, rocks, mountains, 
It's all God. So we can have a great relationship with God. And it's a matter of faith, of course. And Sure, we fall back into fear and fall back into thinking we're alone or thinking that God has left our top five or something. But he hasn't. He's always there. And that's choosing to walk in his presence and walk in the Spirit. It's what I call the six sola. It's time to roll out the six sola, which is sola in Latin, because, you know, you've got to have Latin. Forget Hebrew and Greek. We'll just go right to Latin. Sola spiritu ambulatio, which is walking in the spirit. And that is the six sola. And it's not, it'd be nice if it was 24 7, and it would be nice if we could do it every moment, all the moments, and not have fear. But one thing is, is if you do your own podcast, you know, and just talk to yourself. Not only are you building up other people, hopefully, but uh, you encourage yourself. So now it's 9 o'clock in the morning, hot, and I am going to probably jump in the pool. So, folks, Buddy's home. He's hot. going to wash his paws in a minute. You all have a great day. And uh, think about the great relationship that uh, God offers to everyone. Amen.